Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Textually Active, your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and I got Meezy with me, and E is here. They try to kill my father. Okay. Where is that from? (laughs) How y'all feeling today? Just trying to stay black and not die. Nah, I go. Where uh, I'm hoping to get off some jokes and jokes and jokes. Trying to get my, trying to get my, just keep my life intact. You know, <laughs> Hold, what they say, holding the head above water. <laughs> trying to wade in the water a little bit. Okay, you just going you with just, the flow. You just want, you just want like pro black. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like you, you went, to, you went to a negro spiritual. The pro, the pro black uh, cliches. Stay strong. Oh man, stay strong, just, sis. Just trying to make ends meet. You know, I grand rising queen. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, like, get off social media. <laughs> I gotta get off social media. Get out of get out of those those clubhouse rooms. No, yeah. what is clubhouse? You mean club box? Nobody say that shit. We just don't be wanting to get them boosts while we use the app. I <laughs> mean, at this point, people are coming on there, so it's it's becoming more open. So yeah. I got four invites. Hit me up if you want to notice. I about. got five in my cash app ready. My I'm cash be cash yeah. app ready if yeah. you hit me. I'm not just don't. Yeah, I, I don't really like you that much. Yeah, it's a it's a pandemic. <laughs> This is a weird ad. It's year two of the panorama. I'm trying to be in a pandemic. So right. Let me know. <laughs> I, I want to be like Young Thug. I'm trying to get them bands. Band up. Banded up. Okay. So. Well, well, this isn't an ad, but if there was an ad, it'd be a weird one. How many invites you got? I don't have any. So in total, four. we got nine. We got nine. I don't have. I don't have any available. We might be able to throw a buy one get one for you and your household because nah, you don't want to be on there without one. your spouse. Nah, once you get yours, you gotta. <laughs> that's on you. But this first one gonna cost you. I'm looking for about fifty. Okay. All right. PlayStation need new games. Price going up. <laughs> that PlayStation do new games. Price going up. I'm trying to stay 50. black and stay alive. That's yeah. it. If you backdoor. Be honest, if you backdoor, sometimes I might say yeah. Sometimes I just hate. I don't know them. That that can be taken for some wild context. Facts. Oh, like if they when they have somebody sitting and they be like, oh, you could let such and such in. Sometimes if I don't know you, ignore. I don't want my name attached to that. A smooth ignore. So everybody seems like y'all feeling silly a little bit. I mean, you know, when you try, when you when you spend your life. I was, I, was, I was trying to get in that bag, like when when you uh, spend your life all in a, in a, in the clouds in the darkness, anything to bring the light out is all right. When you spend when you spend your life staring at a screen all day, we know that screen time up is about nine hours. We know that shit no ginger. When you when you spend that life on the screen and you get in face face to face, you finally get a little bit of engagement face to face. You niggas, you lighten up. Niggas put their phone down and then turn the TV on. Talk about my screen time. <laughs> Hey, same shit. I'm niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of screen time, that really walks us into our conversation for the day because you know last week we kind of touched on. Um, what did we touch on last week? Lines, we talked we talked about our phones a bit and how people are addicted to their phones and we also talked about lying. that and lying and how being on social media ties into people wanting to lie. But right now, what we were saying is that. You put down your phone and you replace it with another screen, and that's the TV screen. And um, in light of the news that we got this week about Insecure being on its fifth and final season, final. that sparked a conversation that we all wanted to talk about because I noticed the waves going throughout social media. Some people were like, where is it going? Why aren't they coming back? How come this has to be the fifth and last season? And it got me thinking about what did we love so much about Insecure that it gets this type of reaction. And it's not a bad thing because Insecure was a really good show, um, which led to me thinking about our representation in film mm. and in the media. Oh, so I, I want like to take it. a moment and talk about that. I think, uh, I mean, I think Insecure is one of those shows that uh, provoked emotion. So you either liked it a lot or you hated it a lot. So I think that's usually the goal that's set out with those kind of shows. When you fucking when you start a production like that, like it's to 
emo- evoked a, like emotion in people. So like some of them shows you hate watch. Like you just you don't like it, but you just want to see what's going on so you can be part of the conversation. It's a online. lot of shows on this list here that I hate watch. <laughs> like you just hate watch just because like so you know part of it is FOMO, but it's just it creates this this uh, emotion in you for it. So I think I think Insecure set out to do what it do. Five season is good. Like it got a nice little run. I really don't know how much of this story I could have took anyway because that last season was a little stretch. We talked about it a little bit. Like how long are Molly and Ethan gonna beef? Like every time we turn around, y'all beefing like right. So like I I'm not upset that I actually was looking at a Facebook memory the other day where I said last year's uh, last it was twenty twenty, this should be the final season. But you was right here with it, yeah, huh? I was close. Your third eye was, I was open. Close. I was I was too early. I you was, was too, too soon. soon. I was too seen soon. it too soon. You was yeah. Yeah, so I was like, damn, they gave us that season. Now we getting the last one. So I was close. You were close. I mean. You felt it. So do you think the the panorama had anything to do with what uh making that happen? Nah. Making I, it turn into the fifth and final season, you mean? Yes. Nah, I think because, you know, another black show that we all love, uh Atlanta. Saying like shit, you know, we about to do we about to do season uh three and season four. And so we we about to do both of them, film both of them, so we good back in the thing. I mean, it took them time off, even though, you know, childish can be no Donald Danny what's his name? Danny Glover. Donald Glover. Donald Danny Glover is another person. <laughs> <laughs> He's black though. They all black. They all got the same name, just like black people. But uh like Donald Glover is like I'm doing other things, but we gonna get back to this show And it took a while So I feel like If Insecure really Was like in a place Where Issa felt like We can keep this going I guess so But I guess I mean everybody on that show Doing something different now Like they all have branched out And using a celebrity For other things So Yeah I mean that's something It's kind of hard to keep Especially like When you take uh, Shorty The plus Amanda size Seals. Oh uh, No The plus size chick She like a head the writer Yeah she like a head producer Over at HBO Doing her own shit It's kind of hard For you to go from Being a producer Of your own shit To just a secondary character In the TV show like, Right Nigga I got other shit To worry about Than only being on screen For maybe right. Four episodes So yeah. I, I definitely felt like that At least with them And a lot of other shows That we like That They do the ones That, that Essentially that we Really enjoy Right, and it, and it basically blows up because it's like it, we resonated with so much, and then they get these other opportunities that you just can't really, yeah, you can't like you can't fumble that bag, especially when it's like we spent the last, I guess the last decade, the last ten years of saying there's not enough of us in Hollywood. Like, Her name is Natasha Rothwell. Yeah, N- Natasha, so you know we spent. By far the best character on Yeah, she's great. So, I mean, if I'm got my own shit going, I can't be the secondary character. Right, known as Kelly. That's a good point that you bring up about, um, because even Yvonne Orji, she Comedian. started a com- yeah. comedy special right. and we're seeing her more and more. So, yeah, that is, that's a good point. I also think that it's a good time for them to transition uh, into yeah. making it the final season and kind of wrap up everything that was going on. Because like you said, in that fourth season, we're watching and we're waiting for that same feeling that we got in the first season. But I think the reason why people relate so much to Insecure is because it gives a a representation. I'm not going to say that we've never seen before, but it was so relatable to millennials and specifically millennial women and the millennial dating experience. And we haven't really seen that. And I'll give you a a side thing of it's the first time we saw something we like transition and still be good like, right because insecure is just uh isa's uh misadventures of a black uh, black I awkward black girl awkward black girl it's like the exact same premise of that right from her youtube shit just transitions onto the screen and a lot of times number one it don't happen Mm-mm. like what Number two, it don't still be good. Like, it's funny online, and then when niggas go to TV, it stop being funny, or it's not the same, and it don't feel the same. So that was, like, one of the first times I remember seeing that switch. Like, oh, I was a YouTube person, now I'm really on TV doing the exact same shit the exact same way. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So what did you think? What do you think about Insecure, and why do you think people related to it so much? Um, I felt well. I I know in the earlier seasons, um, 
I mean, they did a really decent job with um like getting you to buy into the characters, right? Yeah. And, you know, I had I think I've we're on record when we talked about the 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 last season on here that we felt like that they just took a little too long to develop the other secondary characters, right? Because it probably could have kept going if they would have did it earlier, right? Because, you know, everything was just really about um, Lawrence and the, you know, the adventures of Lawrence and Issa, you know, them and on them being separate rather than like really kind of talking about like their friends and like what they're going into and stuff like that. But um, I just felt like that was when it first came out, it was just one of those things that, truly spoke to millennials and it was being made by a group of millennials. Right. Right. Or people who at least were, you know, maybe on the higher end of the millennial chain that, you know, that maybe that, you know, maybe they're Gen Xers, but they are, you know, they relate to millennials. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they know what we're going through right? or they're actually kind of seeing it. Right. You know, so I mean, it was just super dope to kind of have that. It seems like that at least Issa and their team, was able to be boosted by people who are very supportive, right? Because I felt like that story could have easily have been like watered down, like dramatically, super whitewashed, like some of the shows that we see. <laughs> so, what does whitewash mean? It, it means it's 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 just a white show with black characters. Yep, that's all it is. I think it means um, a show from the perspective of white people and how they view black people yeah so a whitewash show is not truly even if it's produced and written by black people they still kind of make this palatable for white eyes versus like you know what i'm saying giving us like a, a regular fucking black family or black experience on tv so right. an example uh blackish re- okay blackish is blackish and the show he tried to then make on netflix that niggas be forgetting black as black as if it's just the same type of show as Modern Family, but just with black characters. And it's like, bro, this ain't this funny. I don't really care. Like, it it, it didn't relate. I didn't relate to none of that. And it's not because I'm not rich. It's just, like, none of that shit was, like, relatable. I don't care how pro-black you try to make it. This right. shit just not relatable. It's not hitting the same. But the, the, but the one thing that I will say, though, about Blackish, right, was that, yes, I, I agree that it probably— it that it it was it was made in a way to make sure that people that the the strife that we go through that our white counterparts could actually understand right right and for that i could appreciate it for but i can also see like where it's like it should have been for us right like we should have felt like we saw us in that but because that's what happens it 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 becomes this thing of where Shows like that get all the uh, awards and acknowledgement where I'm pretty sure it's some shit on BET that's probably just as good and we're going to ignore it because it's black BET. But right. then, but then no, but, but my thing is like, I mean, you, you just got to think about it. It's like you have to season it just just enough so that it's, that it's tolerable. And but I mean, but, but my thing is like, but. I guess my main my main thing is that if someone who's not black has a, a better understanding because something that was you said quote unquote whitewashed, I'm I'm not saying it's forgivable, but I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit more appreciative. I, I'll give a little bit more grace. But I feel like we don't. I know we come on here and black people as a society we make fun of Tyler Berry. Mm-hmm, we do. But as a black billionaire, I don't think I think Tyler Perry had created his brand amongst black people so well. Yeah. That all he had to left to do is stick Medea in movies with you, uh, Eugene Levy. I do like, want to put her in white esque mu- movies like because I've done everything you can do with this this uh these plays that I've turned into movies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't letting left. Let me try to go change my perspective, go do these white movies and see what I can get out of it. I do want to um, touch on Tyler Perry and that whole Tyler, because he got he got a whole bubble. And I think he right. kind of got the whole black media and film 
True. experience. But before that, I wanted to say about Blackish is that yeah, it was a black show, but and it was a black family, but I feel like it was a little whitewash. And I think you guys said that, but it was like the mixed aspect to it. I feel like it's because we're trying to show that black people can be great. Yeah. But in hindsight, most of, and this is going to sound worse than what I intended to mean, but fuck it. A lot of us don't end up being the doctors, the lawyers, the hot, the tech job guys. Like some must be, some of us never transitioned from CNA. Give us that, give us, show us those experiences. So you want to see you know the middle class I want to see. You don't want it to yeah. go from. So lower middle class. Yeah, like, yeah. fam, Issa didn't have a job for about three seasons. She never looked broke. She never looked broke. See what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it's a bunch of motherfuckers who you know, know, know right now. Don't know I what think, the fuck they do for a I living. I think the issue, I think the, the struggle for a lot of film writers and people who make movies and people who are casted for these roles is that there is such a large variety of types of black people that there are. And I feel like they just get so caught up on showing one side of us instead of like breaking it down into all the different segments that they are. Right. There's like the awkward black girl, the nerdy black girl, the um, smart black girl that's successful, the single black woman the whole, that, black woman the whole black woman but they always get caught up on showing us either the ghetto black girl or the strong black woman right. and those are the two variations that we normally see but it's so many other types of black girls out there like there are black girls who are interested in white shit and want to be around white people all the time or there yeah. are black girls who are super wrapped up in being black and their identity and being a woman but the, instead they just show us that same thing and to kind of go back to Tyler Perry I think that's the problem like we have and black people as a as a as a unit we all want to see the black experience but we don't want it to seem cheesy yeah and i feel like when tyler perry was starting he he had the plays and those were authentic and those were fun but then it started getting cheesy when it flipped to movies because like we already seen this we see this all the time okay tyler perry what else you got then he went into the movies and it's like I mean, yeah, and it kind of got like, is this organic? I mean, I, but I mean, but for Tyler Perry again, uh, not saying that. I, I just think I think we just got to give it a little bit more grace, right? Because my main thing is like, he literally made it a play. We mm-hmm. we grew to love it because of the play. So when they asked him to adopt it into a movie for everybody else to see, true, how could we be upset? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the part is that that probably like my whole narrative about this conversation is like the house of pain just as good as blackish but you will never hear anybody say that shit like it's a family where there was a family and then the mom all of a sudden got on drugs i'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people who have that story motherfucker had to live with their grandma and their grandparents or they aunt and uncle and they had to go live with family members they was trying to keep this unit together like it's a bunch of people with that kind of story See, but then but then to me it turns into because then there's like it'd be different if they were both on abc right because i think that's where you kind of get into it right because it's like what's the the machine behind it pushing it oh okay so i'll change my example motherfuckers got gerard carmichael off tv pretty damn quick for what Telling, talking about shit that's happening currently. True. They didn't like the way he was writing. But this whitewashed TV show that's talking on the same subject matter, but just very, very PC about how they're going to talk about it, still on TV. Which one is that? Blackish. Yeah. Like, I just watched the whole clip of them talking about how the mom is this doctor at a hospital and she's afraid about COVID and she will only want her parents... Like her family to be together because she don't want nobody getting that shit. And the son snuck off and snuck the girlfriend into the house and shit. And she was very upset about it. I'm like, bro, yes, this is real life. But, like, I it ain't moved me. Like, I was like, nigga, he, 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 he just, he a, teen, he a teenager. He want to do that shit. Yeah. That kind of makes me think. So how, what is the balance between realistic, organic, and like a piece of like fiction? Because if we think back, we had shows like Martin, we had The Cosbys, Fresh Prince, Girlfriends, we had a Bernie Mac show, which was my favorite, and Everybody Hates Chris. So those are the ones, I mean, like Martin and all that stuff, 
I, I liked it. I watched it and I spent some time watching it in my adult life. But the ones that I clearly remember are the Bernie Mac show and everybody hates Chris. I feel and like, I feel like those shows pretty got it. They got it good with the comedy aspect. I feel like those shows were like this haven for like black people. Like, like you got to understand UPN had a whole black network of just black shows the one like, with the frog yeah like fucking <laughs> jamie fox come on after oh, the way in bro after the way in brothers you know what i'm saying like shit like that right. you know what i'm saying versus okay we only got one black tv show on uh network tv right uh uh if we, we do we're kind, of, we're kind of back we're kind of back to that now because right. it was like before the 90s it was like there was only enough space for the one and the two. Like, you got to understand, Fresh Prince, Martin were on Fox and ABC, I mean, NBC. <laughs> like, these are the shows. The right. uh, Cosby show on NBC. But now it's like, you know what, we might not want to touch on these black shows. Mm-hmm. So it's bad to what you're saying, like the machine that's pushing well, these shows. Shonda Rhimes had a whole day. Shonda Rhimes did have a whole She had a whole Thursday, a whole Thursday with Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and then was it something else? Did Grace come on? Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy, but I think that was another day. Yeah, but she had like that whole day. But, is I mean, it, since we hear... Is it, is it black TV? Shonda is a black producer. Is it black TV? Scandal was not a black show. Grey's ain't really a black show. Grey's is not a black show. Um, How to Get Away with Murder had a heavy black cast. I mean... Not heavy. Not really. I've never watched. I mean, my thing. My thing is like my my thing is like what she did very very well, at least for Scandal, and for um, How to Go Away with Murder. Like she picked very strong leads, Mm. and that that I feel like in terms of the, I think for her like the holistic black experience was not her thing. Her thing was more about the strong black woman. And the, and the independent black woman or the, the woman who can hold her own. And that you can never take away from, from Shonda Rhimes. No, you can't. Like, e- like, even in the aspect of, like, do we, who do you find funny as a black, like, these up-and-coming next comedians? Like, I don't want to see these YouTube, these Instagram niggas with their TV show. Why? Them niggas barely I mean, but, funny uh, on the line. I mean, like, but I mean, but that's that's the weird. And I know they are struggling with that today, right? Because it was always a lot of stand-up comedians. It was a lot easier for them to transition into TV. But I mean, now you're at a place where it's like the comedians now they're not they're not testing this stuff out and then putting it out for people to potentially boo them in real life. Valid. Now yeah. it's more of like. I can keep recording, keep recording until I get it right. Cause I, Little Real had a show on Fox, and I don't think the ratings were good, and they canceled it. But like, yeah. like they gave him a shot, and I mean, I'm, I don't want to applaud them for like saying like they gave him a shot, but I mean, he had a chance to you know do something. But it's just like I don't see like, I don't see like this. I think this is one of the most. Important times for black entertainment. Yeah. This is one of the most important times because we've had so much uh, from like maybe the end of the early 2000s till a couple years ago, like the lack of black people in media, uh, entertainment, movies, TV and shit. So us getting those opportunities is great. But I, it's only a few shows that you can name right now that you'd be like, nah, I'm going home and I got to watch this. Like, don't call me. Don't hit my line. Don't talk to me. I'm, I'm going home to watch this. Yeah. Power is one of them. Power. Um, was. Was. Power. Was. Now they have the ghost tales, I though. mean, we, that's been sketchy. People it's been sketchy. Been They've been saying things, it's good. But what I'm not going to do for that particular series is wait week to week for it to come out what i'm going to do is let it get hot let the hype keep building and see what happens and then go back and watch it and it's just because i also think that plays a case too what that plays a big part of it too about about things being able to fast forward yeah like binge watch binge watching shit because if i it's kind of ruined it yeah like it's i don't have to be at home to see power like if i'm at home on a saturday night and power about to come on at 12 I can go listen to I can go I can go watch it. 
Like I can yeah, go watch it early. But that's the thing though. It's one of those things like if you're gonna make people wait week to week, it gotta you, be good. You got you gotta make it movie like. Like you just have to. Like everything has to it has to feel like you you don't do it for the word count. You're doing it for the actual like what the if impact. The issue with the black show experience is that they try to make it too organic. You know, we all enjoy Shonda Rhimes as a producer and as a writer because she takes it to the next level. Like she adds the excitement. But I think what it is in, in some of the shows that we've been watching is that they get too caught up on trying to make it organic and they forget to add the storyline to it. Like we still, even though we're black and we want to see the black experience, I want to see some drama too, or I want to see something funny. I want to see some comedy. I don't want to see the same everyday thing from the black experience because I'm living it, you know? Facts. So I want to see something a little different Facts. from what I have going on with a drizzle or some, something fiction, yeah. something funny, Facts. somebody a witch, Facts. somebody got a superpower or something. I didn't need, I didn't. All right. Hit it. I'm going, I'm going on the ledge already. Okay. I didn't need Queen and Slim. Mm. I haven't watched it, so I don't know if that's problematic or not. Retweet. <laughs> I I I honestly didn't need to see. So everybody knows the premise. Queen Slim, they get pulled over. He killed a cop. They go on the run. Sorry, spoiler alert. They died in. <laughs> like, spoiler, sorry. But fam. You can't give me that same story and they get to live? That's some shit I never get to see. That's, that's the worst. For <laughs> like, I ever. never get to see that. That's the, that's if the they worst was going to die, why they run? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. give us something different. Right. And Nigga, speak- everybody dies. All the black characters die. The stigma for scary movies forever. Black people are the first people to die. We never in a scary movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I feel like the first scary movie I saw where the black person was the last person to live, uh, Kelly Rowland was the person <laughs> who actually survived. Did Ice Cube survive? Ice Cube survived Anaconda too, I think. No, LL Cool J survived uh, In- Deep Blue Sea. See. Well, hold on, was that Frey versus Jason when she survived? I don't or she was. A, I don't know. I think. I think she did. Survive and that. Halle Berry survived uh, Tales from the Crypt. As a Tales from the Crypt movie with Halle Berry. Hmm. Fine as hell. Great you, movie. You sure that wasn't? Who? You sure that was Halle Berry? I think it was. Halle Berry and Tales on the Crypt? Nah, that, Tales on the Crypt was I a think, movie? I think that was, I think that was, um, I think that was what you call his wife. That was Will Smith. Oh, Jada Pinkett. Yeah, Jada You're Pinkett. right. You're right. It was Jada. It was Jada. <laughs> Anywho, but to add on to that, uh, that aspect of loving shows, like we love shows where some, we like it to be organic, but we also need a little piece of drama. I think that's the recipe there. My favorite game to play with jazz at the <laughs> house when we watch TV is, uh, can you guess the plot? Right. That's the yeah. best game to play. That's the thing. Like, and if you can't, that's when you know it's That's when good. you know it's good. So but. we started this show um, towards the end of last year, Lovecraft Country. Oh. And immediately when we started watching it, we was like, oh, no, here you go. It's like 1950. Yeah. It's, it's racist. It's very dark. It's very ugly. And they're in the South. So you the oh, yeah. ha here we go. There's my other that's a, we, that's a second thing I hate about TV. Here we go. But once we got into it and we seen like the first episode, that's the rule in our house. We watch we at least go and watch one episode. <laughs> and at the end of that first episode, we're gonna look over. Babe, this we're gonna keep watching this, and it's either a yes <laughs> or a no. But most times, most times I'm like I can t- I can I can tolerate it. I'll keep going. But we gave it forty five minutes, and at that forty five minute mark, we looked over. Each- I'm getting mad. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm getting mad, and then it flipped. Yeah, and we was hooked. Yeah. That's how you get us in. But that same old tale. I gave it like three episodes, and then I stopped. That's that's a lot of commitment. I gave it, three. I gave it three, and then I just that was, was like, that was my rule for uh, Game of Thrones. This you want to know what happened but for that's, real? That's not that's not the talk topic for today. Uh, I gave it three episodes and I was like, bro, this shit is so racist. I'm tired of watching. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm tired of this, ra- like, this whole, like, racist, racist magic shit. I'm not watching this no more. <laughs> not and I racist just, yeah. magic shit. And I just stopped, bro. I just, like, was like, I'm over it. That's and what I never we, went we back. You get tired of seeing, but what Lovecraft did is they threw in the science part yeah. and the sci- sci fi part, not science, but I guess that is sci fi part and the magic and the superpowers and. 
black people weren't the victim. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we were targeted, but we came out on top at the end of that. Spoiler alert. What, what Spoiler alert. But the thing is, though, what what they did in particular was that um, they knew, understood that blurred culture was a real thing. Yeah. Right. And before before Lovecraft, what culture? Blurred um, culture. So black nerd. That's oh, like, uh, blurred. Like blurred. Mm, yeah. Good so word. like that. It's a, I'm a blurred. That it's a real thing. And we were never really like we were never really introduced to like sci-fi in terms of like the black experience, right? Because yeah. black people like we love anime just like everybody else does. We and, do. That's you know, the thing that they we fit. we love like you know I know a lot of black people who love Star Trek, who love Star Game Wars, of Thrones, like, Star Game of Thrones, Wars, like, yep, all these Harry things. Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, right? And you just never saw us in hey, it. DC so, Marvel, right? So the thing is. Right, so the thing is, I guess at least for me, it was just one of those things that if you are going to introduce that to the masses, like adding a little racism into it, just kind of made sense. Throw a little flavor, put a little flavor a in little there. Season so because then now, because then now, when you do something that's just straight up sci-fi and no racism in it, it won't. It it will hit a little bit harder than another thing to add to Lovecraft is that they showed so like a wide range of black women. They showed the strong black woman, but they also showed her being vulnerable and having a romantic love interest, which is some things that I typically rarely see with a strong black woman. Like it's always, she a strong black woman looking out for everybody, but she ain't got nobody. So she had a love interest. Even though tick ass was toxic, she had a love interest. You had the black woman who was insecure (laughs) and who was looking for another piece of herself. Then you had the mom who got wrapped up in that mom title who got a moment to find herself. So speaking typecast like hell, all of those, all our favorite black movies, might not be as good as we think. <laughs> like, like, just because... Baby like, Boy is not that good. Baby Boy is probably not that good. <laughs> okay. Probably not that good. We can start with that one. It's relatable, but it probably ain't that good. It's not that good. So, I think I think Lovecraft did a good, a good job with that. But the racism piece yeah. is what a lot of filmmakers get caught up I'm with. Over, I, I do not hit the button. In 2021 and above... I do not want to see another storyline set past 1990. Mm-mm. Sick of these fucking, like, fucking. We have this, enough. All of these storylines can be set in present day. These- Fences. Denzel could have been a toxic ass daddy in 2019. Because there's a bunch of them shit. The hell? My own father sounds a lot like Denzel and some of the rents he go on. Like, you could set that in present time. Like I don't see why you take an old nigga, make put him back older, make him older than he really is, just to tell the same story you could have did anyway. The Butler, Hidden Figures. I'm sorry, great movie, the great Django, inspirational movie for the, the Django. I mean, but, no. but, you ain't gonna but, do that to the Django no, now. I mean, Django's good. Well, first of all, talk, time out before we go. So Jan- Hidden Figures was is a real story. So I know. I, so I feel like you need to have that. that yes, I know. Right. However. For us, for myself, I'm cool. Like, I know what happened. Target that towards the white folks. They the ones who need to see that history. When they come to us, talk about, why are you so mad? Why do you feel that way? Go watch the movie. Go learn you something. Go put that in them white high schools where they pay all that money for them to go to school in private schools. Have them watching hey. it then. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what a they bad need point. Because them motherfuckers, like, we had to watch all the, well, I had a bunch of white-ass teachers, so we had to watch all the white-ass the white ass movies when they, brought, they rolled the TV in on that stand. We had to watch all these fucking white movies. Throw some of these black movies in there and stop trying to tell us uh the mo uh the, there's only five motherfuckers in that uh Black History Month. Right. Martin Luther King, George Washington Carver, nah, nah, Rosa cut, Parks. Cut it out. You know what let's, I'm saying? Let's like, see the hidden, let yeah. them see the hidden figures. True. Let Valid. them see the movies. Valid. Let them learn something about how we were treated and how we always got to work 10 times harder than y'all. Valid. Those are movies they need to see. But stop marketing it towards us because we know yeah. how great we are. It's the other folks I that mean, need to even, learn. I mean, even, like, I I mean, I when niggas say, oh, Black Panther, Black superheroes, like, Black people are already superheroes. Like, y'all just put it in Marvel for All right. Now, now you're getting into my room. <laughs> but, you but just put it in Marvel for No, nah, but, I mean, but 
it was it was that was a, a pivotal moment though. And he was pussy. I also want to say Hidden Figures was a very asshole. great it was a very great mu- movie and it was inspirational to me as a black woman. I'm just using that as an example. I don't want to see any more movies when black people are slaves and they don't get back up and fight back and rebel. I like it. But I also don't want to see any more slave movies. I don't want to so see no be more, careful. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> see no more slave movies either. Annabellum? Annabellum? Yeah. <laughs> You was this close. I'm going to tell you, I turned that movie on 15 minutes in. I was like, Eric, <laughs> this might not be it. You was, you was this close. And throughout it, I was like, this is terrible. And even afterwards, I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't want to see us look like that. I want us yeah. to be portrayed as the strong, magical beings that we are. And so, it's just that so, that, so that is that leads me into another portion, right, about where where this is going, right, in terms of black uh, you know, portrayal and, and media, right? Is that I felt like we always kind of grew up with the idea of like when you're around your parents, like don't ever let people know about the nonsense that's going on in the house. Like you don't say that stuff on the street. Right. And I feel like we don't really want to have the real conversations, the things that make us uncomfortable, even if it's in modern times, like not even saying slavery, but let's say in terms of like, toxic parents or whatever the case may be i don't think we really want to have those conversations because because it, it will be too close and it's kind of like it will it triggering will, it'd be triggering it will be, i mean everything right everybody just, said I, the same shit about the shit we get queen and slim was triggering uh moonlight triggering like we say this shit anyway the same motherfuckers that make that argument that you say be the same of us tell you you need to go to therapy <laughs> Like, I would much rather just be able to, like, have this conversation on TV. Like, nigga, we spent the whole... Didn't we do a whole episode on how toxic Molly was? Like, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas, yeah. like, it's happening. We, there's, a new, there's a new movie coming out do uh, that on shit. Netflix uh, with uh, Zendaya and right. uh, Denzel And the Washington first stuff. thing first thing that uh, John David Washington has to defend is his 12-year age difference between him and Zendaya. Uh, you know, we live in a whole era. You know what, <laughs> Where though? motherfuckers are bagging younger girls. You know what, what you talking about In the movie, you talking about... about, about no, they're movie. talking about in real life. That about, they're being casted together, and he has a 12-year age difference. Um, That's <laughs> right. Yeah. They, they, they too woke. <laughs> you know what, though? Take a nap. To touch on the... The toxic traits, like you and touched on that Denzel Defenses movie. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's the show that I was just thinking of. David makes man, but like shows the drama shows where it touches too deeply. Like if I was to see a show where the mother wasn't there and abandoned her daughters and all this other stuff, I would feel triggered. Right. And I think what the issue with that is, is that we felt so much pain throughout. We've endured these situations with racism, uh, parents not being there, having a toxic father figure that maybe just maybe we don't want to see it on TV because now those feelings are being resurfaced. Yeah. But I don't, I also don't want to see some shit. I don't relate to my mom and dad wasn't rich. We didn't live like I lived in a, uh, it was I lived nicely, but it wasn't like this nice private school area that I was. Yeah, like it was comfortable. It was regular as fuck. It met your needs. Regular. I didn't get a closet till I was in the ninth grade. Like I was regular as shit. Okay. And so it's like one of these things where it's like, bro, fucking, I don't even know nobody who dad worked for a tech comp company. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. It ain't too many. Like we now know friends of ours who are black doctors. They ain't got no goddamn kids yet. Them of us waiting. Like right. they, they're about to start this process now, in this new decade of being parents and shit. Like it's one of those things where it's like, bro, I never saw a lot of that shit. Like none of my, like all of my friends' parents were regular and shit. See, but then that's what. To be honest, I feel like that's what what opened up the lane for uh, reality TV, and I feel like um, that, that kind of gets into this right because great TV. Bird, because, Bernie like, Mac was technically a hybrid if you really want to talk about up. it. That was a hybrid because that up. was a scripted series, but it had that reality piece, didn't it? It was based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. But uh but I just think that, yeah, you know, it's it's hard to knowing how hard it is to make movies and, you know, the money that has to go on behind it, right? 
that it's it's kind of tough to kind of do one that catches everything, right? Because it can't be everybody's story. But that's what kind of turns into reality TV because now you have a wide variety of these different characters that, you know, essentially characters is the right word, um, you know, that are a portrayal of like of what we view life to be in terms of we meaning like the collective whole, not just black people. No, I've, but no. I mean, but here, let's ask the question. We talked a lot about movies and TV shows. But we cannot sweep under the rug of a reality TV. We had a rough start with reality TV. Did we? We did. Um, it started off with Flavor of Love. <laughs> is no wait. Is Flavor of Love first or was Ray J first? I don't remember Ray J. So nah, I, I think I think it was I think it was Flavor of Love. Okay. Flavor of we had a rough start. Okay, that's the first one I remember because because it, it was definitely it was definitely like Survivor. Bachelor, and then I remember when he started getting into all the love stuff after, because basically Bachelor came after Survivor, and then that's when you started but getting I mean, into all of the, I mean, the we, love stuff. Bad Girls Club. We've seen the real world. College Hill. Like, but you know, oh, College Hill's good. Diddy Show, Making What's that a Band. Shit? What's this shit, the black shit? Uh, Baldwin Hills. That was some good TV. That was fake, though. It was, it was like fake reality. Was it? All this shit, the fake reality. I mean, yeah. now when you I get mean, into the right, love and hip hop, we know, we know. Like in uh, in black reality TV right now, all they do is drink and eat. A like, young blood save my I life. I mean, they never doing the work. They never, they never working. I mean, Real Housewives. I really like the drink and eat aspect. I mean, when life. I'm when I'm linking with my friends, we drink We and are eating. drinking and eating. I'm just saying, you just never seen them any of them. Doing the because all of these motherfuckers, most of the people that have reality shows have already been famous, or in the housewife's case, their husbands got money, so they really have to do shit. Would y'all be interested in going back to like the Kim K style um, reality show TV when they have the cameras just in the house following the family around? No, I ain't no family that I care that much about. Right, and again, that show was started by a black man. Shout out Ray J. Elaborate. Give Ray J his flowers for that. Tell me a little bit more. Uh, the that a long stroke has started an empire. Oh yeah, got it. Heard you. Yeah. Heard you. So another thing that we kind of breeze past with the stereotypes and the roles is how gay people are portrayed in movies and shows. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just recently we've had the shows like Pose and Legendary and there was another one on MTV that I really, really liked. Um, I think it was Your House, My House, My House. Shows like that that are really getting into the the gay and the LBGTQ plus community and is showing us what those realities are like for them like they have a whole different world like over here in cis het land it's really it's really basic it's really boring um the rainbows over there and and the flags and and the posing and the the dressing up and all that shit is fun okay so they finally get their showcase and the different roles that are in their community because not just the gay black man right. which is what we always see we always see the gay flamboyant. black uncle he's either flamboyant or he's undercover and he's hiding there are so many other roles that you can show in that scene and i'm so glad for shows like pose that came out and showed us all right there's trans women there's trans men there are people who like to dress up and drag there are people who are um male presenting and you know all different aspects so i think that's all that i ask for when I look at film, film is to see the reality. I the do. I, variety. Think, I do think representation matters, but I also don't think you need to force it. I am. Yeah. I'm one of those persons who's not for all of the all black blank. Like I didn't need an all black Lion King. <laughs> black is king. The the actual movie. Like I didn't need Donald Glover. I mean, Glover, but, I mean but they were the first time. Yeah. Do you oh, mean the Wiz and like, the Wizard of Oz? Nah, that one was fire. I'd rather watch that than the Wiz. The Wiz is so scary. Like it <laughs> is very scary to this day. To this day, so, that movie is scary. So, Wait, right, so question, how question. how was the Lion King originally an all black cast? I mean, James Earl Jones is what him and Jason Weaver. What else? I mean, the, the the queen. The well, the you know the 
you know, the queen in was um, Mufasa. Yeah, like Mufasa's wife, or you know, the queen, right? Was also Scar? was basically the same queen from uh, from coming to America. Okay. Right. Uh, I mean, I think Timon and Pumbaa clearly weren't. I don't think they were black in the original neither. Right, and they so, weren't black so this get, time. So, like, me I mean, think. so the main yeah. characters were black on both. No, bro. Simba is a white man. It was Jason Weaver. He sang. He didn't get to play the part it of was Simba. Yeah, it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Is Simba oh, a white know. man? I, I thought. I thought. I thought. <laughs> yeah. What you call the, the whole thing? Which is fucked up because you would think. Why he's not just give him the role? I mean, but that's the same. If thing. he can it's sing, it's the same thing with James Earl Jones in Star Wars. Like he literally mm. created, he literally created the most iconic voice probably in history, right? In terms of characters and stuff right. like that. And even a white, but man. he was only good enough to do the voiceover. Yeah, and never. Listen, I just learned I mean, some but, shit. I mean, but it would have been weird if, if I just learned some random shit about Star Wars the other day. Um, I think the first Star Wars movie, um. Which who is he dates a white woman in the stars? I ain't versed in Star Wars, but that character he is a black. He, uh, it's a character that dates a white woman. I think Princess Leia or some shit. Yeah, is original Harrison, Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford is his the original person that's supposed to have that role is uh the teacher from Different World, uh the the the, the sergeant. Yeah, he was supposed to be that role. Right. But they didn't want to see. They didn't want a black man kissing a white woman on TV. Mm. That's why he didn't get that role. I mean, but that's. I mean that 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 what that goes into a whole nother level in terms of casting. The, and in turn, yeah, that goes into a whole nother thing. So I know Mizi didn't mention this, but I just want to get it on the record. So uh, moving forward, right? And I know we're talking about you know uh, black people and um you know and how we're portrayed in the media and in movies and stuff like that. So do you think that from here on out? That we're far enough where if it's supposed to be a gay character, then it should be a gay person that that films that person. Oh yeah, yeah if that's it's some, true. If it's someone who is you know, um, you know, differently enabled, that a differently enabled person should be yeah. acting in that space. Why not? You already understand that. Shit. I agree. Yeah. I agree because it's okay. So it there are enough actors out there to play the roles that you're casting for. But I also think that if we're going to specifically call for gay people to do a gay role, we have to be able to accept the different styles of acting. Like we can't eat it. Like we can't, tear down a show because the actors don't meet the standards right. well i'm sorry but exactly. there are a new age of people that we want to see and honestly we love seeing new faces with one main face not even that bro i come we come here and do this every week i watch you do it every week. you think i could do it the same way just because i've seen you do it no right like just because you happen to know black people and you want to voice a black character? Like, nigga, no, it's not the same. Right. It's okay to give the roles to the people that you're looking to cast. And it's okay to and switch it kind of make the project a little better because you, if <laughs> if you want the character to say the N-word. They can actually say it. <laughs> like, like I was saying, like, you could, you could, there's a certain real part of it, like the slur part of it that you think is offensive. Like, no, we have a... We have somebody playing that role who can say that and take ownership of that. The other side to that argument, though, is that they're actors and their job is to act. So it's kind of like, do you want somebody to really, really act or do you want somebody to be themselves and then they come off like, I mean, but I, mean I guess the, when it's time to cry, I guess they can't get them that tears. The mind is just big, it's big mouth, you yeah. know, and that was just like, and just animated characters and now. We're getting to a point where it's like, hey, if it's an animated, if it's yes, an animated character, fam, there's no like, way a white person could have done the Boondocks. Nothing. And the, thing is, and, the, and the thing is, to be honest, the fact that it was a black woman who did both, both, it just blows my mind. You can't. And it, and wasn't is, that our girl? Yeah, Regina, Regina King. King. Shout yeah. out to Regina King, y'all. The thing is, like, if I don't, a legend too. She's been around forever. A legend. Shout out to Two Seven. Regina King was in Friday. Regina Regina King just be out here. You know, that's a face that we always gonna see. Yeah. We always gonna see. And speaking of Regina King, she had a show yeah. that I really enjoyed too. And the way that her role was, Watchmen. But um, I feel like we we've been here for a minute, so. <laughs> I don't want to go too deep into this. Shout but, out to all our black legends. Right. Shout out to all the black legends. Everybody. Shana, uh, Omar. 
Regina Hall. Regina Hall, Regina King, Gabby. Gabby. Uh, who else be in all the movies? Um, Shout out to Issa Rae. Uh, Issa. Uh, I, I'm forgetting her name. Michael Ely. She, she kind of she played uh, in Making Good. Man. Yes, Making Good. That's uh, what I was all everybody. Uh, Taraji. Pinkett. Taraji for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't want to name everybody. I don't like, want to name people because I know it's going to be <laughs> somebody going to be forgot. Yeah. But and also shout out to everybody who is in this space and who is a writer because Facts. you guys are doing your damn thing. And Coogler. I know as black people. We hard as hell. We hard as shit. We hard as hell to please. We either like you a lot or we don't like we you at all. And we gonna hate it. And once we hate it, you're you're out. Yeah. No, you're we, out of here. No, niggas, we might hate it, but we'll still support it. Because niggas is trying to get Tiffany Haddish out of here right now. Because we know how important. <laughs> Fuck. I need they, to. What is What happened with Tiffany Haddish? <laughs> Tiffany out here wilding. That clubhouse shit finna get you niggas in trouble. What does watch she do? Out. I'm just gonna say. She looking funny in the light right Cause now. Cause I did see a room that said, we got to get rid of Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, I'm not going in there. I like her. <laughs> 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 but let's go ahead and take a break and we'll come back with our final thoughts. And we're back. Whew, that was a lot. We uh, we touched on a lot of shows. Um, as you can tell, we be watching TV. <laughs> I mean, but what can you do during a pandemic? During a pandemic. And I feel like we're probably going to have to have a second episode about this to kind of cover the rest of the shows that we didn't get to touch on. But to wrap up this conversation, I want to ask you guys, what are you tired of seeing in black films and media and reality shows and all the rest? And what are some things that you would like to see more of? Uh, I'll go first. Reality TV, period. Damn. You just want to do away with reality TV? I mean, Crazy. I mean the, I mean, so, uh, I mean, let me let me dial it back a little bit. No, back. no, you hot, jump no, out. No, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just more on like the love and hip hop, Real Housewives, that stuff. Like that, I just can't. I, I'm good. I'm good without it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just. I mean, I, I do not want to. I don't find it entertaining to see stuff that happened at the expense of others like that's just not entertaining to me yeah you don't want to see the drama uh i am tired of this same uh man be obsessed with woman woman be obsessed with man we don't really go together type of storyline of obsessed uh the one where the dude uh what is it beyonce's in one mikey michael ely's in like two of them he's in all of them yeah, he damn near in all of them. Uh, the one I just watched where Omar Epps was stalking old girl. Then you got uh, Taraji P. Uh, so you talking about any of the Taraji? Yeah, like all of them. Any of the black movies that start off with the? Because you think about it, they're all of them. It's Generally, like, the it's the intruder, yeah, one, the, the yeah. obsessed, the blank, the list. Yeah, that. I'm I'm tired of seeing it because not only is it the same movie, they usually get the same people to play in these movies. Yeah, and like. If if that's what Michael Ely want to do, fine. For you know what makes Ely. me think? And they got talent. It makes me they they. This makes me think that those actors sound like a really bad record deal. So it's just like, yeah, you on the hook for a couple of these the movies, yeah. and it's like you just like damn, you just gotta try to space them out. Yeah, I am tired of seeing. And my um, okay, I'm tired of seeing families that are interracial. Okay. There, I said it. I said it. I'm tired of seeing it. Okay. Especially in the goddamn car commercials. And I'm tired of the ambiguous black girl. Okay. And that's no offense to you guys uh, who may be ambiguous, but I would like to see more representation of brown families. And when I mean brown, I mean like just black families. I just want to see black families. I don't it, I don't need to see a family with a black woman with a white man. I don't need to see a white a black man with a white woman. I don't need to see that and I know it's a reality out there for some people, but it ain't my reality, so I'm sick of seeing it. it was something else. I had a really good one, but I can't remember. Also, the strong strong black lead where she's just lonely and she got that toxic love with her. I I'm tired of seeing it. I figured an out example. What it was. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Oh, I don't have an example. I'm just I'm tired of seeing it. Oh, uh, I mean, but but what? Why are you tired of seeing it? What what have you seen? So like that? okay, recently I've seen Bridgerton, and Miss Danbury. She was a very strong black woman. She raised a strong black man, but she was so strong, and her personality was so funny. She's so witty. But where the fuck is her story? Like, how come I can't know if she got a husband or if she got a family or if somebody's interested in her? I want to see a little bit. You could ease up off the strong part because everybody knows that we're always somebody's strong figure in their life. We're either uh, somebody's shoulder to cry on, somebody giving advice, and I just want us to be able to have somebody to 
to take the weight off of in these shows, kind of like what they did in Watchmen when she had a husband. Got it. Okay. That's fair. All right, music. <laughs> All right. Hit that button. What what button? There's, there's eight of the them. The toxic one. You know the tone? Hit the button. I'm sick of Lena Wave. Sick of, I'm sick of Lena Wave. Me too. Was it the scene in the shy? That seems pretty good. It's not that. It's just her... Uh, her in like taking that role and putting herself in it, and I'm not sure. I'm not a fan of Lena Waves acting. Like I'm not a, like she did really well in um, Ready Player One. She did, kind of. But, I mean, but technically she wasn't really herself half the time. So, but I'm Maybe like she was a character. Like her writing, like Queen and Slim. I was uh, like some of the shy writing is. Uh, the shy came back around though. It 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 got good. The last season was a little. I can't believe we didn't touch on the shy. Yeah, it was a little because uh, of that drawn out of the girl being missing. But some of that her writing on that show is uh, that was not drawn out. Like she was missing. It was, she was missing for too long. She well, not, not just like when she was missing. She was kidnapped. Yeah, I didn't like but that. Though. It was it was a long. It I was mean, long. but I mean, but that talked about something that happens way too often. And you're right. Never and it, ballot. And right. that goal that leads into my piece. But I, I want you, I, I want to make sure the music's done. That and uh, I'm not really tired of leaning her weight though. I'm tired of. Uh, Are you tired of her stepping in on her shows and that, playing and that I'm, same somewhere role? Right now, I'm not too much a fan. Did you of see it. how she wrote in herself for the role? Yeah, with so, the, like I'm, it's some of the writing that is not as good as people's out here claiming that it is. It's decent. And I'm tired of uh, remakes and remixes like uh, the Meek Mill movie, uh, the Biker Boys of Baltimore <laughs> is just the shy, the, like, shy, the shy West Baltimore. Yeah, like it's, it's the exact same thing. Uh, the photograph is just fucking Love Jones esque. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a couple of these. Like, there's. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Black people have experienced more than either love, trauma, and like. Let's go into the magical era. Let's so, see more magic. So I, I want to go into this. I know you said things let's that go we into don't horror too. Oh. And that we do want to see, but one thing I want, I do want to see, and it goes based off of what Meezy said, is that I want to see more stories that make me feel uncomfortable, as long as it pushes the conversation forward. So my main thing is like where the shy talked, you know, talked about where, you know, uh, the character was kidnapped and was missing the whole season and stuff like that. And like showing that strife, like I want to see more of those type of stories, even if it makes me feel uncomfortable, because it's like these are things that are real. These are things that are really happening. And that is also someone's story, too. And I just want to show the. I just. Oh, the other thing I want to see. I want to see. uh some of you niggas that got these production deals, stop going to HBO. BT's right there. Give us a reason to watch BT. Tyler Perry's doing all he can. This nigga's writing right. four seasons of a show in ten days over there, stri- striving to keep this see, program see, alive. But, but the, I mean, I mean, he needs some backup at this point. <laughs> Somebody go help him. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't he can't really take too it. many more opportunities to own. Uh, Greenleaf over Oprah over there dying too. Go to the, some of these networks. All right, I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and jump in on that too. Start writing them. Start writing them love black movies. Start writing them slave black movies. Go over there and help Jordan Peele out. He needs some help with the horror movies. We need more black people writing horror movies. I want to see more of it because, like we were saying, I think we were talking about this offline with black people dying first. I want to see less of that and more of them fucking these killers up. Because I think what we all these guns in these communities when that black man was outside, like come in my. I want to see more of that. I want to see more how black people react when they're being haunted or uh, terrorized and stuff like that. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Cause I like sisters. I'm on BT every yeah. Wednesday. That's yeah. my shit, boy. I be over there. Right, BZ, Boomerang gonna, was good. Twenties was good. Nah, Boomerangs was Boomer, good. Boomerang was good. It was some fire on BT, but we just don't watch BT the because all they, we think they play is Baby Boy. But they made they made BT Plus, and that's another streaming service. Oh, and we don't talk about BT Plus enough. You got to pass the password. That's the thing. You stingy like we ain't give y'all Disney Plus. Hey, I don't control hey, none of the hey, passwords, hey, and I like what is happening. Oh, what? What is? I don't. I don't control oh, the passwords. I'm in my talking house. about we gotta have a password conversation. I don't control the passwords. In All right, my we'll house. talk offline. 
Unless you want my wrestling password. That's <laughs> I don't want one. that one. That's the only one I got. Like, All right. That one. Y'all got anything else for uh, what you want to see more of or what you don't want to see? I'm not fully mad at everything that's going on. No, I like it's, it. There's a lot of shit that I like. Yeah. But it's, I feel like just like all of us. We're still working and we're still growing. And I just wanted to uh, real quick run down the shows that we didn't get a get a chance to dive into. But um, uh, Black Girl Sketch, uh, P Valley, Euphoria, uh, the Euphoria, game, Euphoria, Black Show, Atlanta. Why you say that? I mean, it's only it it has, has a black lead. Girlfriends, um, Fresh black Prince, lead, make it. Oh, yeah. All right, we ain't get it. Yeah, but, oh, and it's uh, executive produced by Drake. He's black. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> speaking of music, uh, Drake has an album coming out, right? But we also have a playlist that we add to every week. So. That was kind of viral. I like how you did that. You are now tuned in. You're now tuned in to WMEZ. Uh, this week, the song that we got for the Baby Maker is by D. Carlo, and the song is called Need That here on WMEZ. Textually active. Carlo, and that was called Need That here on WMEZ this week. If you like that song and you want to hear the rest of the songs on the Baby Maker playlist, all you got to do is go to your favorite streaming service, Title Apple Music, or Spotify, type in Textually Active Podcast, and you can groove and grind and send uh, ping portraits to this playlist here on WMEZ. You can hunt. Textually Active. Can, uh, what's that shit called? Uh, bust it down. Bust it. And not the bust challenge. It. Bust it. <laughs> All right. So, memes. Um, Who wants to go first? E, you go first. Sure. All right. So, this is just not necessarily a meme, but it just kind of goes out. To all of those, you know, you hear a lot of things about the Fortune 500 and the Fortune 100 companies and all these good things out there and how they basically put us in a place where they say, you know, we need to pick ourselves up our bootstraps. But I just want them to know this, too. If you can't pay $15 an hour to your employees, maybe you shouldn't own a business. Oh, period. And on top of that. It doesn't make any sense that the pers- the people that you consider essential to run your business get paid the least. Right. That's so true. Yeah, his entrepreneur Twitter bag, ain't he? Yeah, a little bit. Can't relate. Psych, 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 psych. We entrepreneurs too. Nah, can't relate. <laughs> we is. We are. Not is. We are. Okay. Measy, what should we? Uh, I'm a piggyback. <laughs> so so I'm gonna add on to what she said. No, piggyback. See, the, see is, so funny. Yo, when you say you can't say piggyback anymore, it's like I just want to add. That's what you got to do. So I want to add. Finally. I'm piggyback. In conclusion, <laughs> to wrap this conversation up, <laughs> say who's gotta be good. Uh, that's funny. Uh, mine say I think somebody used this one time, but it's still relevant and it's still funny. I'm gonna say it again. White people want you to tell your business at work, and if you don't, you're labeled not a team player. 
Yo, they be wanting to be your friends so bad so at bad. work, and then want and then want to rat you out. Yeah, not doing it. They want to be your friends not so bad at sure work. They, sure, they at work. They asked me, uh, did I have a nickname? Not about to find me on socials. <laughs> not at all. Because you know they already tried looking for you. My name is Kwame, and it, and that's how you know. <laughs> Yo, what? That is so intrusive. <laughs> it really is. Well, it was kind of racist because the girl. Alright, she's she's no, you, no, you just you just you just got there, you just got there, chill, chill, chill. chill. Nah, but I mean, she she's okay. I feel like um, she's Indian, no. so she couldn't say Kwame, and so she was trying to figure out a, something to call me, and then, so she wanted to call me Quan, and I had to nip that in the bud. Like, no, is that what we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. All right, so my meme is in relation to the show Bridgerton that I was just talking about. I talked a little bit about it from Shonda Rhimes. It's a good show. Um, They call it a black Victorian or uh, something that I forget the term for. Afro-Victorian, that's what they called it. Um, So the character, Simon the Duke, he said, it is because I I regard you so highly that I cannot marry you. And they said, fuck boys in 1813. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) relatable. Can I I tell you how relatable this is? I'm not sure if you watched it yet, but um, they show the first, they show the black man who created the pullout method. Nice. Right. Like it. So um, if you want to hear more about the show, Bridgerton, I was on a YouTube show, The Mess Late Night Talk, on Mole Diversity, M-U-L Diversity. So go ahead and check out my commentary on Bridgerton um, <laughs> on that YouTube video. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, and we're open to be guests on your podcast. Just send us a DM. That's how easy it is. Nice. Right, Measy? Okay. Maybe not so much, Measy. Uh, I am. So send me a DM. If you could look at the YouTube and see what how Measy looked at me, I'm, I'm, I'm cash at pretty. Let me tell you, I'm trying to be where the money resides. No, Measy said, yo, "Okay, guys, if your podcast got some money, that's where I want to be." At. Oh my goodness, ain't that what that mean about? That's what that that line about. Everybody keep you be where the money resides. Pay me. So right now, if you want to see Measy, you can see him every Tuesday right here, here on Sexual Tuesday. <laughs> I don't even use social media no more. I use I post memes. If you really want to see me, you gotta watch me here. You can also uh, watch him on YouTube. That's actually active <laughs> YouTube. But uh, thank you all for listening to this episode shit i forgot to say it in the beginning but if you're listening and you like it take a picture take a screenshot share it to your social media and tag us let us know you listening and we we'll see you guys next week i'm being where the money resides we'll be back what what a money reside shout out to ariana verde oh y'all y'all really tried to squeeze that in uh, he did <laughs> i forgot about that joke i'm out y'all res out <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.